We're talking about MotoGP, MotoGP Fantasy, motorcycles, and just the general love of riding. This is Will to Wheel. What's up, Dakota? Ty, you look kind of cold, buddy. I know. This blanket that you have here, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, maybe you should just get a little meat on your bones, and then you'll be able to withstand the 72 degrees in my basement. <laughs> I think I need to eat more. Yeah, probably so. Um, so, what's going on? Not much. I'm just here to talk about motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, your name is Ty, and my name is Dakota, and um, we've known each other for a little while. I'm a little bit older than you. I'd say a lot. You're the worst kind of person (laughs) right now. Um, It's not a lot, people. Don't worry. Uh, But uh, you've been riding a lot longer than me, even though I am older than you. So, tell me a little bit about your riding experience. Uh, So, I've been riding since... I think a little bit before I was 14. I'm 24 now, so it's a little over 10 years uh, if you include the dirt bikes. Um, but I've been. Doing Why would we include dirt bikes? Uh, <laughs> that's fair. They're inferior. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been doing sport bike riding. Uh, I started that when I was 14. I started on a Ninja 250 uh, doing track days, and then you know naturally I got sucked into watching MotoGP. Of course, just kind of has to happen. Um, so what are, what are you riding these days? Uh, well, I would be riding my CBR 600, but it currently does not work for the road. It's not legal. The worst. Yeah. Um, but my favorite rider is definitely Mark Marquez. I'm definitely a fanboy. Uh, I want the alien to come back. I mean, who's not a fan of Mark Marquez? Uh, he is an important figure and probably the best there's ever been, right? I think so. Yeah. But I, not, not, not that I'm biased or anything. I'm in agreement. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people that would probably say Rossi is better or someone else, but I'm I'm thinking Mark Marquez is the GOAT. I think so, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've been riding, you know, for what? Uh, I'm coming up on a year of, like, consistent riding um, oh. since I've had my license again and all that jazz, but... Uh, I, I rode back in college, which was uh, a few moons ago, and I did it all the wrong ways. I did w- wasn't safe at all. I had a helmet that was like eight years old, and I rode just a cruiser back then. A, uh, another inferior motorcycle. Oh, they're all great in their own right, but I do <laughs> prefer not being on a cruiser. Um, but it was a 2000 Suzuki Marauder. Ah, oh, sick. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, but, uh, didn't, I ended up having to sell that because my truck's transmission went out and I needed to fix that and that takes money. Uh, Priorities. Yeah. I mean, in college you don't have much money, so you got to do something to get that money. Uh, so selling my motorcycle was the answer. Uh, did that and I just got a new bike, uh, just this past December and well, December or January, somewhere in there. And it's awesome. It's a BMW G310R. It's 2021. It's not super fast. Which I, I found out at the track with you. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't had a chance to ride that yet. I know. You need to you need to throw a leg over and take off. I might not come back. <laughs> yeah, so um so yeah, that's that's my ride. That's what I do. Um I would like to upgrade at some point, um, but I really kinda in the am in this situation where I love my bike so much I don't want to get rid of it. Um so I'm trying to figure out how I can have more than one. <laughs> um Fair. Yeah, but as far as MotoGP goes, uh, my favorite rider is absolutely Fabio Quattararo. Uh, don't ugh me. <laughs> Do not ugh the name of Fabio Quattararo. So, well, th- here's the thing. When I started watching MotoGP, which was because of you and your dad, um, years ago when I lived in your house, um, 
you know, I started watching a little bit, but then I moved away, so I didn't get to watch it anymore. And then when I finally moved back to, to where we live, I got to get back into that through you guys. And Fabio was a rookie that year. And I was just like, I'm going to like that guy. Really good decision. Yeah, it was the same reason <laughs> I started liking Mark Marquez. He was brand new when I started watching. So my, my first, I remember I had always been there watching MotoGP, mm-hmm. but the first series season I watched, it was his first year. And he just blew the, you know, the shoes off everybody else in the Only one, right? Oh, yeah. First year. <laughs> won the whole thing. Yeah, something was like Valentino Rossi took 12 races for him to get his first win. Something like that. And then Mark Marquez won his first race, his second race in MotoGP. Yeah, no big deal. No it's, big deal. He's okay. Uh, <laughs> he's an alien. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I, I love MotoGP. If When people ask me what sport I like, I always say MotoGP. And they look at me like I'm stupid because we live in America and... Apparently not a lot of people watch it. We just really like our left turns here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, um, Ty, on this podcast, we've talked about that. We want to talk about from a fan's perspective of MotoGP, um, kind of what we do for MotoGP fantasy. A lot of people don't know that, you know, there's fantasy football and fantasy baseball and all these other things, but there is actually fantasy MotoGP. And as someone who has done a lot of fantasy football, I will say that fantasy MotoGP is significantly more fun well it takes up so much less time oh that well that's true but there's also this like unique strategy in that everybody can have the same people you know where in fantasy football if i choose some quarterback you can't choose him that's true but you and i can both have mark marquez on our motor gp team and we could see, but it's all about how much money you have on your team. So it's true. It's been a unique, fun experience, um, which you are terrible at fantasy right now. <laughs> so that's because I play with my emotions and not with my brain. That is true. I'm pretty sure last year you kept Rossi on your team the entire season. This is true. And you lost badly. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately. I think you kept Mark Marquez even after his accident. <laughs> kept thinking he was going to come back for some magical thing and I was going to be the only one to know about it but that was not the case (laughs) well you were wrong um so Ty tell us um how many total points do you have this season this is going to be hard um (laughs) with a injured Mark Marquez I finished out so far with 634 points total over the Mm. entire season you're doing really, really good, buddy. I'm not going to even tell you my rank because I don't think it'll tell me. I'm so it's probably last. It's, it's, it's pretty far <laughs> down there. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, San Marino was the, the last race. We are starting this podcast, like, really late in the season. Uh, we had talked about doing this a while back, and we didn't know when we would do it. We talked about next season, but uh, we just really honestly couldn't wait. We We talk about this on a regular basis, so why not put it? on a recording and hopefully somebody else will actually like listening, talk, listening to us talk about what we enjoy. So, um, in the last race, San Marino, what did you score? I scored 84.5 points. That's really not good. It's not. <laughs> so, so here's the thing it, for anybody who doesn't really know how fantasy MotoGP works, it's it's simple. Um, you get points for your rider. You have a gold team and you have a silver team. So on your gold, you have two riders. On your silver, you have two riders. And then you get to choose a manufacturer. 
so that means that you could choose Ducati or you could choose Aprilia or Suzuki or Honda or Yamaha or whoever. Um, and you can get some points for qualifying and then you get points for the, where they finish in the race. Uh, so if they finish first in the race, you'll get 25 points if they're on your gold team. If they finish first and you have them on your silver team, you will get half of those points. So that's just the general way that uh, the scoring works. Uh, and you get two trades every week or every race. And that means that you could trade out your manufacturer or you could trade out a rider. But the cost of a rider changes from race to race which is really important because everybody starts out with the same amount of money at the beginning of the season. Right. And so you set your team, you pay for all your riders and your manufacturer, and you think, I've got the golden ticket right here. And then it starts to happen where you have a rider that starts failing, and then you have to sell them or trade them for someone else, but you're selling them at a loss, which means that you're behind now. <laughs> so it's, it becomes really hard to catch up if you get too far behind, which is why you have zero hope. Um, in, <laughs> in doing well this for the rest of the season. Like um, I have Peko Bagnaya and I have Fabio Cuadro. I mean, I have both of those on my team. Well, it's a really important thing to have those two, but who's your manufacturer? I spent too much money on my riders. <laughs> uh, so I'm stuck with Honda. Yeah, Honda is awful this season. I, I mean, I don't think they've had a top 10 finish. In like a, I mean, Paul Sparago has done what? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, you're not a fan of him. No, I'm not. <laughs> not or Takanakagami. <sighs> we'll we'll get to Takanakagami in a minute. Um, so tell me your whole lineup. Who's on your gold team? Who's who's your manufacturer, and who is on your silver team? So I have Peko Bagnaya's my gold team, and then I have I don't know why I made this decision, but I just have a thing for Australians, so I put Jack Miller on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jack Miller is a good person to have on your fantasy team he does he kind of comes out of nowhere sometimes he surprises you well since he decided not to be with ducati any well since it was decided that he would not be with <laughs> ducati anymore uh he's actually done a lot better yeah. <laughs> so so Although he's he didn't had a really, really do good... anything for me the last race he only scored me 10 points but i mean 10's not bad <laughs> so um, who else and then on my silver team i have marco bezecchi and then fabio quadraro yeah see pff, you have Guadararo on your silver team. I was really banking on him <laughs> not doing well in this race. <laughs> and then he got fifth, which wasn't terrible. Um, so here's the thing. My, on my team, I have Fabio on my gold team. I have to, you know. I actually didn't have Fabio on my team at all for like, I don't know, eight races. And he won multiple times in that period. And I was like, I'll never be able to get him. Because I at the beginning of the season, Suzuki was doing great before they decided to just be like, we're not going to be a MotoGP anymore. And, Terrible. Well, yeah, and then Renz and Juan are like, we're going to be awful for the rest of the season. <laughs> I can't believe that they did. Because I had both of them on my team originally and Suzuki as my manufacturer. Yeah. And so I had to do a whole, like, overhaul of my team. So I ended up with Fabio on my gold team and Bagnai as well on my gold team. And I actually have Ducati as my manufacturer. Oh, you are living large. Yeah. So here's the thing. I actually got Ducati when they were cheap at the beginning of the season because the... Uh, the How many bikes do they have on the grid now? Well, they got eight. Yeah, that's a lot. But they only get scored from like the top three or four. I mean, you might... I can't have, remember. If you throw enough darts at a board, you're about to get a bullseye. So. Well, but they're the most expensive... Um, 
manufacturer right now but when i got them was when they were all still trying to work out the kinks of the bike yeah. so they were cheap when i got them <laughs> so i've had them the whole almost the whole season now and then on my silver team i have uh oops, no i traded him um <laughs> <laughs> i actually have maverick vinales and fabio dg antonio uh, because DJ Antonio is literally only cost 1.2 million, and I was like out of well, money. Maverick is just kind of ever since he signed this contract with Aprilia, he's just has just come out of like out of nowhere. Oh yeah, it's basically since the Top Gun movie came out, he decided to be good again. Yeah, well that movie was I mean, his parents they named him after the Top Gun character. Pretty sick, pretty sick. If Maverick wasn't such a popular name, I would consider that for a kid. Unfortunately, he's got a turnip of a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, all right. His, his personality does not match his name. So that's my team. That's your team. You've told us your points. Would you like to know mine? I'm, I, yes, I would like to hear it, but I just it's going to be humbling. I so guess. this is the best I've ever done. And I still have one boost left. I didn't explain the boosts. So throughout the season, you get three boosts. So you can pick a rider before qualifying and before everything. When, when you can still trade and stuff, that's when you can boost a rider. So if you really feel like a rider is going to do really well, you can boost them and you will get double their points at the end of that race. So you have three three opportunities to do that through a season. I still have one left. So I'm going to try I'm trying to use it really wisely. Um, but here's what I've got right now. My total points on the season is 1247. Oh my gosh. So I'm I'm kind of doing pretty good. It's the best I've ever done. Well, you just doubled my score, so. Yeah. So, in, in the previous race, you said that you got, what, 84 points? 84 and a half. Come yeah. On. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that point five is a big difference. Yeah, so I got 109.5. Okay. And that's not even, like, my best week, um, obviously, because I've used a couple of boosts. Um, Notice that, that there's a humble brag in there. Yeah, just a little. Um, but previously, I actually had Jorge Martin on my silver team. But because of, as of late, Maverick has decided to show up and get multiple podiums, I'm like, I think I'm going to put that guy on my team, you know. And he costs the same amount as Jorge Martin, essentially, so it worked out great for me. So what is your team value at this point? Because, like I said, the, uh, the amount in which each rider costs changes throughout the season, right? So um, your team value can either go up or go down significantly, <laughs> Mine says 17.7 million. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, you do have Quadraro, Pecco, and you said um, Jack Miller, who Jack Miller on his own is um, like, how much does he cost? It's a lot. Um, let's see here. Jack Miller costs, oh, he only costs 3.3. So he costs the same as Maverick. And then Fabio and Pecco, who are the top two dogs, Pecco is 5 million. And Fabio is. I definitely think I'm going to be putting. 4.5 million. I think I'm going to be putting Oasis Bro on my team. I have 200,000 remaining. So I feel like that would be a good good swap. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad move. Um, because, you know, our standings as of right now is in first place for the championship is Fabio. Because yep. he's awesome. He has two. He has two hundred and eleven <laughs> points, and then second is Pecco, which I like Pecco a lot. 
Um, he's a little bit of a loose cannon. I don't know how I feel about him, <laughs> like off track, but uh, I do like him a lot. He's I think he's really talented. He has won. Let's just he's won more races than Fabio. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He just has finished less. Yeah, yeah. Than oh, Fabio. correct. Although Takanakagami, I know we're not gonna <laughs> talk about this yet, but just to put it out there, he's at least one reason why he's crashed of the last five. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so Fabio with 211 is in first place. Uh, Pecco is only 30 points off, which is astonishing. He's won the last four races. Is that right? Four. Um, yes. Which is just crazy. He's the first. He's the first um, Ducati rider since Casey Stoner to win four in a row. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then in third place, you've got Aleish. Um Also, listen. If we get these names wrong, it's it's we're American. And that's fair. Yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and throw that disclaimer out there. But we got Aleish in third uh, with 178. So he's 33 points off. Those are the three title contenders. Uh, pretty much everybody else is too far away to actually catch up and win. So fourth place, you've got Anea, which I don't like. Anea. I don't either. Um, I actually wish that Jorge Martin had gotten the spot at Ducati for next year. But, you know. I mean, they don't. Ducati's playing favorites. They always do. Well, he's Italian, so. <laughs> um, and then you've got Joanne Zarco in fifth with 125 points. And then your boy Jack Miller in sixth place uh, with 123 points. And then Brad Bender in 100, er, with 115 points in seventh place. And then Maverick Vinales in eighth place with 101 points. Ninth place, Alex Rins. I mean, okay, he's on <laughs> Suzuki. <laughs> I know it's. A and Suzuki does. They have left the chat. They just. They're not. They're not there. Yeah. Well, even at the testing this past week, it was just like they they were like there for like half of it and just left. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, they. I don't think that they completed the whole thing. If they did, they didn't change anything about the bike because why? That's fair. You know, so, and then wrapping up our top 10 uh, for the championship is Jorge, Jorge Martin. Martin. I really like him. I think he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. I think that he is a little dangerous. <laughs> um, Danger zone. But when he is, when he's hitting the mark, he is absolutely just lightning. So he's awesome. He's wrapping up our top 10 with 94 points. Um, he's wrecked a fair bit this season as well. He had a That's surgery fair. this season. I mean, he's he's been through the ringer. I am surprised, though, that Ducati didn't give him that seat. I mean, I get it. Aeneas, he's Italian. He's going to listen. You know, he's going to slow down when they tell him to. Yeah. But, I mean, Jorge Martin, dude's fast. He is really fast. I don't know that he's faster than Pecco at this point, but he's also on an older bike. Well, so far, the last four races, nobody has been as fast as Pecco. True. Hot take. You ready? I'm, I'm ready. Everybody keeps saying that there were not... Um, team orders from Ducati at, in the last race. I don't, I don't that. believe that for one second. I know that Inea, like made that final lap kind of push to quote-unquote pass Pecco, but I, if he had passed him, I'm pretty sure they would have ripped his contract up for next year because the only way that Pecco can actually win the championship is if he wins like every race, and yeah. Fabio has to do poorly. But the fact that Fabio is still finishing in the top five – kind of makes it 30 points doesn't sound like a lot but it's a ton especially when you're talking about Fabio who very rarely crashes yeah I mean there, there's just no way that there was not some kind of talk 
within you with an AI. I mean, what did I tell you before that race? I was like, Pecco will win because there's like 47 Ducatis on the track that are going to like prevent anyone from catching him or passing him. I mean, there, <laughs> how many times have there been like all Ducatis in the top five this season? A lot. And you still find the lonely Yamaha with Fabio Quattararo riding the wheels off of that thing. Okay, I, I look. <laughs> I, I know I like Mark Marquez, so I can't like Fabio. But the fact that he's on the, the worst bike in the paddock, almost. And, I know it's, and he's still up there competing with the Ducatis is pretty pretty rad. He's the best rider on the grid, hands down. Right now. Okay. <laughs> I can agree with that. I, I know that you're looking at me because some breaking news happened this week. And who's coming back? Mark Marquez. Mark Marquez will be riding the Honda on the track at Aragon. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. So I just hope it's not the same beginning as the time when he got hurt to begin with. That'd be kind of rough. I I actually don't th- I don't think that he's going to I think he's fully healed. You know he uh, has it's been what like over a hundred days since his surgery. He's had a lot of time to recover. He's done it the right way. Uh, instead of rushing back to the bike, he spent a significant amount of time actually just rehabbing and getting getting well. Well, this surgery was focused around getting his mobility back in that arm because he just hasn't had that. Well, his arm was crooked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, like he could do left hand. He could do. That's why he did so well at Coda. I mean, other than the fact that he's just the best and fastest rider at Coda. Yeah, he will be reigning king again next year. I would assume. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like that that course, just there's so many left turns, um, and he couldn't turn right because of his arm. So, I think it would be cool to see him back with uh, some mobility in that right arm. But the question is, do you think he's going to play it safe this week? Yes. Um, I do think that you will probably see Mark Marquez in a top five before the end of the season. Yes. So, I, I, what? here's what's crazy. When we're talking about fantasy, Mark Marquez has not raced, like, almost this entire season, and he still costs $3.2 million to put on your team. Yeah, that was... Uh... Like, okay, Pole costs $1 million, and he has 96 uh, fantasy points on the season, and guess what? Mark Marquez is totaling more points than Pole is in this season. And then you've got uh, Franco Morbidelli, who has 115 points, which is more than Mark Marquez, and he only costs 1.2 million to get on your team. Schwan Mir, 196 fantasy points on the season, 2.6 million. It is absolutely crazy that we did not expect Mark Marquez to even race at all this season. And he still costs three point two million to put him on your team. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, I mean the the really sad thing for Paul Sparago is that I mean, if you're looking at championship standing points, Mark Marquez has been out for a long time. Yeah, and he still places <laughs> above Paul Sparago <laughs> at at fifteenth place. The only people under him, I think, are the like the test riders that come in when someone's hurt. <laughs> yeah, Franco Morbidelli is down there. Yeah, he's been doing bad, real yeah. bad. And then uh, below, but Mark Marquez is probably going to score in the points this week, and yeah. which will put him ahead of Franco. Sorry, Paul. Well, Franco's Franco Morbidelli's beneath him at nineteenth. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's down there. Oh, I thought he was not quite behind him. And he's a, a, above 
I don't know if we're going to talk about this yet, but Takanakagami. Okay, let's talk about Takanakagami since you really, really don't like him. I think <laughs> it's so frustrating because you have Remy Gardner, who's the I Moto2 know. champion. Remy, okay. Oh, my god. And he gosh. just did not, I feel like he, he and KTM, did just they, it didn't work. And then what that should have happened is that he should have been taken over to LCR Honda because I think his riding style meshes pretty well with Honda. Yeah, but this is where the... Japanese influence comes in because Honda wants a Japanese rider on one of their bikes. So you you either had the option of Takanakagami or from Moto2, Ayagora, which every literally everyone thought that Ayagora was going to come in. And I Look, was stunned today when if, I saw that they re-signed Takanakagami. I was like, what? If you had to choose between Remy Gardner and Ayagora, Literally, either of those would have been a great choice. Oh, yeah. And then Honda said, no. We're just going to take the worst decision possible. We're going to take the guy that has crashed himself and other people how many times this season? I know at least one of those crashes for Peko was because Takanakagami hit his face into into Peko's rear wheel. Yeah, well, and Takanakagami has only gotten 126 fantasy points this whole season. Like, Well, he in the, in the championship... He only got uh, 46. It's beneath Mark Marquez at 60. Yeah. I mean, that's so bad. That is so bad. Like, I don't understand why they, they re-signed him instead of someone else. Except for... You could put Crosby on that bike, <laughs> and he would crash less than Takanaka if, if it's For those of you who don't know, Crosby is my son. He's three. Uh, <laughs> so, But here's the thing, like... The only logical reason why I can think that they would keep him is so that they could have a quote-unquote on-track test <laughs> test ride. Assassin. He's just going to take out everybody else. The only thing is because the Honda is in such bad shape right now as far as its development because they haven't had Mark and they've been waiting on Mark to come back so That's that true. they could develop the bike for him because he's... Juan Mir is going to really, I think in some ways, benefit Mark Marquez. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think that Takanakagami is going to be the guy that they're, like, looking at his data constantly going, okay. Well, he crashed again. Wonder why. <laughs> you know, and they're going to they're gonna make adjustments based on that. It's kind of the way Zarco is. Even though Zarco has done really well, he's kind of a test rider but on track every single race. So they get actual racing data from him. Uh, but they don't expect him to win, even though he's actually done pretty well. But he can't seem to ever make it happen. He gets in the front, he leads for a little while, he crashes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like comparing. Uh, that's kind of like comparing, uh, you know, like Kevin Love to Jeremy. I Lynn. didn't say that Takanakagami was as good as <laughs> as Zarko. <laughs> I just said that their purpose is similar. <laughs> that's true. Zarko does make an interesting race. So yeah, um, as far as Marquez goes. I think that he will play it safe this week because even after the even after the testing this week he said like hey I'm not riding this bike to determine what I'm going to do. I will determine what I'm going to do based on how I feel after riding the bike. Yeah, some of those pictures on Instagram that he posted were like him sticking his arm in the ice bucket. Yeah. You can just tell that's that's going to bug him for a while. Yeah. Except he said, you know, that he was feeling pretty good this week, like he wasn't as sore as he thought he was going to be and things like that. So Okay, I just I feel like this man though has like an extremely high pain tolerance. No, he's says, a robot. Yeah, when he says he's feeling <laughs> all right, it's probably like I wouldn't even be walking. Right, absolutely. So, um, I think that he's going to play it safe. I, if I was to guess where he's going to end up being, 
at the end of the race. I think he'll be in the points. So he'll be top 15. That's true. But I don't think that he's going to like show up and get a podium or anything. That's fair. I did see that Remy Gardner was looking at joining the World Superbike. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if they can have a spot for him, but I mean, that would be a place for him to go. Yeah, I have no idea what he's going to do. I know that he has vocalized that he's kind of lost a lot of his love for racing the bike because it's just been such a horrible experience for him. Yeah, it looks like KTM may have maybe taken one too many notes from Ducati. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is that's how we feel about our previous race. Um, that's where our standings are with uh, fantasy. Let's talk a little bit about um, our next race, which is Aragon. We, we've already talked about the fact that Mark Marquez will be there. We think that he's not necessarily going to play it safe, but he's not going to, like, try and ride the wheels off of that yes, bike. Yes, I'm going to refrain from putting him back on my team. Oh, you are? Oh, well, so that was the next thing is, like, what are you planning on doing with your team? What, what kind of advice would you maybe give? I don't know if anybody wants to hear your advice after hearing your scores, but... <laughs> You know, like this is where my comeback starts. Oh, okay. Well, just know that I'm. Uh, oh, I didn't tell you what I was ranked in the world. Oh, that's your. Okay, listen. I'm ranked. In, it's not that great in the world. I'm ranked seven thousand thirty-six in the world. Out of how many? Fifty-four thousand five hundred eighty-seven. See, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's that's high up there. So then you can look at just in America. There's significantly less people in America playing, which is uh, three thousand six hundred thirty-eight total and i am ranked 504th so i'm feeling pretty good about that i'm definitely i'm right now i'm first in our league which is like four people <laughs> so, that's true and i know at least one of them doesn't play no well, mark kind of plays <laughs> he texted me the other day and asked uh some questions about it so he made some changes and i think he has all of his boosts still so he legitimately could still like okay that's fair he could do something crazy in the next six races and boost the right people three times and get in first place. I haven't used any of my boosts either yet. Yeah, there's still no hope for you. Okay. Because wow. <laughs> <laughs> let me actually <laughs> let me see what Mark where his is at. Actually, that'll that'll be helpful to see where you compare. Let's see here, because you really haven't played at all. Um, Mark currently has 981 points. So he's way ahead of you still. Epic comeback starts right now. <laughs> so, okay. So what is your plan for this week? Knowing that Aragon is coming, knowing that it is a track that last year, uh, I believe it was Pecco that won this. Yeah, and I think it favors the Ducati. Well, Marquez was actually in second place last year on this track. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of straights if I remember correctly. And then Juan Mir was in third. So you've got three different manufacturers on the podium last year. So that's not extremely helpful as to what you're going to do this year. Yeah, I don't think you're going to go with Mark Marquez again. This is his first race back. That would definitely be yeah, the, the, the least likely scenario, but... Now there is there is the the idea that like hey if you are a little bit behind, <clears throat> Ty, and you are <laughs> expecting Mark Marquez to get better and you have the funds that are movable again he's really expensive for what he's producing this season, yeah. 
So it might not be the best move. But if you're looking for somebody for your silver team that probably in the next couple of races is going to produce some points for you, Mark Marquez might not be a bad move to, to trade out. Like, if I could get rid of DJ Antonio and get Mark Marquez, I would do that. But I, it, it wouldn't be enough money for me to pull him onto my team. I would say you know a better rider than, than Mark Marquez for the bang for the buck would be Alex Renz. He's on Suzuki, which yeah. means that he's only going to cost you 2.9. And he's kind of a wild card. I mean, I feel like... As I say, he either does okay or he crashes. I mean, Juwan Mir, I feel like is, he's pretty much... I mean, he's going to Honda. Well, and I don't think Juwan's going to race the rest of the season, really. I mean, he, he might come back just so that he can get paid. Right. But I don't think that he's he cares at this point yeah i mean whereas alex Rins, i mean he didn't even participate in the, the test at all that's i mean that's true. due to his injury but because of his injury i don't know why he would finish the season out right well i mean alex Rins, though i mean for somebody who's on a bike company that has exited the chat yeah he's, he's done well. well he's done well well and he's going to where's he going next year is it lcr i think so yeah he's the other lcr oh gosh takagami's gonna crash his own teammate <laughs> yeah, I think that might be the end for Alex Rins, but uh, that's the I worst. think the other one too would be um, I've considered. I talked about it earlier, but Alessia Sparago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a great one to pull on, but he's pretty expensive. Yeah. Because I mean, he's third in the championship, so three point seven, which that's still a lot less than like Pecco at five, um, and he's he's consistent. I mean, oh, he might yeah. not be like top five every week, but he's always in the top ten. So he's going to score you points. Correct. Well, and so... And you have Luca Marini at 2.7. Okay, I, so that's that's what I was about to say. If you want some sleeper picks for your uh, silver team, uh, Luca Marini, who is, you know, immediately priced, would be a great one to get on. I actually really wanted to get him on my team, but I just can't because all I have left after having Maverick... Ducati, Pecco, and Fabio. All I have left is one point three million to spend, and so I just don't have enough. You know, honestly, one of the things that I think I'm going to be doing this week is getting rid of my um, constructor because Honda is just not going to score any points. Yeah, well, and I don't know how much uh, like Aprilia. Let's look real quick. So KTM is three point four million. Aprilia is three point five million. Yamaha is two point eight. That would you know, that's not a great move because every Yamaha does terrible except for Fabio. And, and well, and now, you know, Dovey is even gone now. So, yeah. Um, Suzuki is at the bottom of the barrel right now. Well, they've also put the least amount of effort in. So I mean, it's it, just Alex Renz out there. You getting Yamaha would be better than Honda, though. That's saying that's something since there is one rider doing anything. On their team, <laughs> you know. But if you could squeeze out getting Aprilia, which is a is a lot, it's three point five million. I mean, Yamaha's I think a better deal than KTM. I mean, KTM just oh yeah, just I mean for three point four million. Well, except for Miguel Oliveira and Brad Bender but, finish in the points like every single time. Yeah, but is that enough to make it worth it? That's two riders versus one rider that's going to be going for like position one. Yeah, I mean, but their total points is 284 and a half on the season which actually I just completely you made your point right here because Yamaha is 280 and a half so you you're right Yamaha is a much better value for the money so 2.8 million can get you Yamaha or 3.4 million can get you KTM 
and there is only a four-point difference on what they have accomplished this season. I mean, honestly, the only two manufacturers that I think are like, but these are, I mean, not, these are the most expensive, but I mean, like, I think Aprilia and Ducati are probably the two best constructors you can have right now. Oh, yeah, Ducati is by far the best. I mean, they have the most bikes in the paddock. Ducati is going to win the the constructor, constructor championship. championship by a long shot. Um, and then Aprilia has Maverick and um, Alessia Sparago, who, who are both scoring points. Which I'm actually surprised that Aprilia hasn't gotten more points on the season as a manufacturer. But they only got three bikes. Yeah, you know. they don't have as many satellite team like satellite riders. Yeah, as which Casey next does. year that's going to change. So like next year, you're probably going to want to get Aprilia oh, as yeah. a manufacturer. If you can't get Ducati, Aprilia is going to be the one to all to right. try and get. If you're going to spend all your money on riders, then I mean Aprilia would be a good one to go with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So for me, you know, I've got like I said, I've got. I, I'm considering boosting this week, but here's the problem. Each week I've been like, I need to boost Pecco because he's going to win. It's true. But do I really think that he's going to win five? Hey, it's it's possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, do I really think that he's going to win five? Although I also feel like Fabio, it's been a while now since he's he's won, and I feel like he's going to really feel like the pressure. Well, and he play. had a great test knowing that he's going to get more power on that bike next year. Yeah. Uh, so, I I mean, he's coming in with high hopes and the need to win. I mean, I mean as far as Yamaha getting more power, though, I mean, they they've been – pretty lacking in that department for a while what's crazy is ducati is actually talking about dialing back their power so that they can handle a little better so it's like ducati's doing the thing they've never done because they're so desperate to actually win because they haven't in what 20 years oh god (laughs) i think casey stoner was the last one that won the championship for them i don't know you would know i would not (laughs) (laughs) um i so here's the thing i actually think that because Fabio has to get, I mean, he really needs to be on the podium. I think he'll probably be on the podium. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think that Maverick has a shot to win because you've seen him consistently doing really well on that Aprilia. I think the Aprilia is the most balanced bike on the grid right now. It handles great. It's got good power. It doesn't get toasted by the Ducati in the straights. Like it can get in that slipstream and kind of pop right around if they need to. I actually think that it probably handles in the turns a little bit better than the Ducati. If they would just get rid of some of the arrow on the bikes, maybe they could pass somebody. Yeah, that (laughs) I do. You know, Dorna, get rid of the arrow. Yeah, please. Um, But I think that here's my prediction. Are you ready, Ty? I think so. My prediction is that you will see the podium being Pecco, Maverick, and Fabio. Is that the order? Mm, I don't. I just don't know if Pecco can pull five in a row out. That's just crazy. Okay, so this is this is my prediction. I think Fabio is going to win it. I think he's going to get first place. I think Maverick is going to get second. But I don't think Pecco is going to be in the podium. I think he's going to be fourth. Oh, really? I think so. I just don't think he's going to be able to, to cut it this race. Well, I mean, he, even though he won there last year? Yeah. I think, I feel like... I think that Enea might mess him up. Yeah. 
and potentially crash him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not on purpose, but just like I I think that like what he pulled at the last one being so close in the end, like could you imagine if Pecco had crashed? That would have been terrible. Oh my gosh, that would have been that's worst case scenario for them because if he crashes, no more champ. It's gone. He right. cannot win if he crashes. So I think he's going to start feeling the pressure. That's why I don't think he's going to win this week. I don't think he's going to come in fourth. I think he's going to start thinking play it safe, which is also going to end up hurting him. The oh, well, he run. can't play it safe. He has to win. But I also feel like he does not. At the beginning of the race, at the beginning of the season, everybody was talking about how good he was at conserving his tires. But I mean, I think the, I feel like the last few races have shown how he slows down at the end of the race. It always almost looks like someone's going to pass him towards the end. And I feel like that's going to happen this race. He's going to start off in the front, and then he's going to end up getting kind of caught up. Well, that's a really good point. I think that this season more than ever, probably qualifying matters more than ever. For sure. Especially for Fabio. If he qualifies farther back, I mean, it just you spend so much energy trying to get by people. Well, and you toast your tires, and uh, Fabio just doesn't have the power to do it. If he's in the front, he can maintain and hold a lead. But if he's in the pack, like he struggles greatly. So I think that if, if he can come off of some of that, you know, magic that he did at the, you know, the test this week and come in and do a really good qualifying, get in that front row, I think he's got a really good shot of winning. Uh, because he needs to. I mean, I feel like he's been kind of, you know, raring to go. I yeah. think he's just kind of waiting for that opportunity. But I think now he just it's, he can't really wait anymore. He's going to have to take that risk. Um, but you also can't – you can count on him not crashing. Yeah, well, and th- we're coming up on a couple of tracks that Fabio is good at. Um, you know, so uh, – He has been kind of known to kind of not do so well in the second half of the season. Yeah, but he has done well the second half of the season so far. But I mean, he hasn't been winning. True. I mean, but that's he's kind of also what last time. he's also defying all logic in the fact that he has won three races on this bike. It's true. I don't think that anybody riding a Yamaha this season has 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 any of them broken the top ten. I, I mean, if they have, it's been like. I don't know that any of them have finished in the top ten, other than Fabio. I think you're right. I I mean, I'm not sure. I could definitely be wrong about that, but <laughs> I just know that the Yamaha riders have been awful. I mean, he's the only top. He's I mean, he's the only rider right now in the top ten. Well, and poor Darren Bender. He's he's out. He's going back to I guess Moto Two. I would assume. Is he? I don't know. I assume so. I mean, he's. Just, I know he's not going to be a Moto GP next year. He's, he's back of the line <laughs> kind of rider. I mean, and he's good. He's it's good just, caboose. <laughs> So those are our predictions. That's our assumption. Um, fantasy advice, if you don't have Pecco and Quadraro on your team, you really don't have a shot the rest you're, of the season. You're playing it wrong. Some, uh, some good secondary picks for your silver team. If you can get Jack Miller on your team, that's a great one to have. As much as I don't want to say it, Enea is a good one to have. I mean, again, he is right now, he's fourth in the standing. The reason we gave you the top ten in the championship standing is because anybody in that top 10 is a good choice for your fantasy team because those are the top 10 riders that are scoring points the most. And the ones that are probably the best value um, are Jorge Martins, a good value. Renz is a really good value. 
Um, uh, Maverick is actually a really good value. I got him for three point three million. And did you just say Luca Marini? He's not in the top ten, but he is a sleeper. He is. I mean, um, I feel like when Ben Zeki is also a great one, which you have on your team. I do have on my team. Although as soon as I put him on my team, he has done nothing. <laughs> well. <laughs> He's really good, though. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad that he and Luca are both re-signed to be in MotoGP again next year. I still can't believe nobody signed Remy Gardner. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. crazy. It is crazy. So, Ty, you said that we have a hot take to talk about. Do you think that BMW will come to MotoGP? <laughs> um, okay, so... BMW coming to MotoGP, I know that that has been something that has been talked about for about two decades. Yes. Um, I know it's been talked about very recently, which is why I'm asking. I think that it would be awesome if they would come in and fill the slots that are open right now and be the new manufacturer and the new team. I think that that would be just awesome, mostly because I ride BMW and I think BMWs are awesome. He's a fanboy. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I just got a sick hat today for sixteen dollars. It is, and I cool. can't wear it because I got headphones on. I just tried to put it on. I got it. So the thing is, is I I would love to see them come into it, but I think that it's been rumored for so long, and they just have never pulled the trigger on it. So I don't know if it's actually going to happen. But if it were to happen, it wouldn't be till twenty twenty four. Do you know why they might not? I don't think they'll ever come to BMW or to come to MotoGP because as they, much as I'd like them to. They make more money not doing it. Well, they make more money having their car as the safety car. Yeah, that's what I mean. They, I mean the that, pace car or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, in addition to that, like, I'm pretty sure that BMW's most popular motorcycle is a GS. It's not an S1000RR. That is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Even though it's so much fun to ride. Yeah, I've never ridden one, so I wouldn't know. They're awesome. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, also, Ty, do you think that Mark Marquez will ever be what he once was again? This is a juicy one. I feel like he could be. But I think it's one of those things that I won't be able to know until I see him ride the second half of the season. Because the thing that made Marquez Marquez is the fact that if there was an opening that nobody else would take, even if it was, like, the size of a dime, he was going to take it. I mean, he took rubbing his racing to, like, a whole <laughs> other level. And some people think it's a good thing that he might be exiting, you know, the end of his career. But I still think he's, like, one of those all-time greats that would be talked about Oh yeah, for the rest of history. And I, I just don't want to be cheated out of that kind of being able to witness it happen. Yeah, I would love... As much as I love Fabio and I want him to just win a bunch more championships. Naturally. To see Marquez win another championship. Because I, I watched him win the his eighth one with you. I'm pretty sure you were there. Um, and that was just crazy to me that he has won eight world championships. To see him like pull off another one after being absent for almost three years. Valentino was at nine. Well, I know, but like... Mark Marquez hasn't finished a season of racing since 2019. This is true. You know what I mean? For him to come back from everything that he's experienced and to win. Despite all odds. That's the story. And they need to definitely bring back the MotoGP you know, TV show documentary that they tried to make. And, and failed miserably. The sh it wasn't the actual 
show wasn't bad. It was just they did a terrible job launching it. That's true. (laughs) So if they were to bring that back, they should definitely do it next season when Mark Marquez is coming back. That's just, I mean, here's the 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 story. (laughs) Here's one more hot take. Do you think Fabio will ever be better than Mark Marquez? Define better. I mean, like, just, like, do you ever think that he will make as big of an impact in MotoGP as Mark Marquez? Um, Probably not, because he hasn't already. Um, like you said sure. before, Mark Marquez, how old was he when he started? 19? 19 was when he rode in his first MotoGP race. And he won that year. He won the championship his first season. Is he the only rookie to do that? I think so. Okay, so right there tells you that Fabio will be one of the greater MotoGP riders. I mean, I I really think that he will win. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He'll win several championships. He's already got one. He's on his way to a second. I think that he'll probably win a couple more before he's done with his career. And so he's going to be a Hall of Famer, just like you're saying. Right, but the impact that Mark Marquez has made, and as early as he did, because Fabio didn't come in that early, as far as his age, he was several years older than Mark. So, I th- one thing to give Fabio credit too is, you know, Mark Marquez was put on a factory bike his first season. Um, Fabio Quadraro went to Patronus, which isn't mm-hmm. even in MotoGP anymore. And he did good on Patronus. He did, considering. But and you know, when you're on a satellite team, you're on a you know previous year's bike. Well, but then when he did get on the factory team the second year, he had a sophomore slump and did not do great his second year. That is fair. Um, it was his third year that he became the Quadraro that we're talking about today because he just kind of figured out how not to crash and get his head in the right spot. So uh, I well, don't he's also been think... Had, he's also had a much worse bike True. for a lot longer of time. True. Um, I mean, so bottom line is I think that Fabio's great. He's he's my guy, but no, I don't think that he will make as good a, as big of an impact on the sport as Mark Marquez. I don't know that anyone will. Well, I think one of the greatest things about Mark Marquez is not just his amount of victories, but who he was riding against. Yeah. When he was, I mean, he was riding against Valentino Rossi. Yeah. Danny Pedrosa. Um. And seven, Jorge Lorenzo. Jorge Lorenzo. <laughs> and then, like, you know, making the guys who, I mean, those, they were the greatest writers. I mean, they're all, all of them are, hall, uh, gosh, I can't speak. All of them were Hall of Famers. Right. And then Mar- Marquez made them look like children. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and that's the thing that we're missing right now is you haven't, I mean, you've seen Pecco and Fabio duke it out in the points, but not really on the track. Um, because if Pecco's in first, Fabio's in like fifth. second or fifth, but the second place would be a second and a half behind. Yeah, I miss you know, the Pecco. old days where you kind of had like that top four that were. Well, and you saw places. that happening when Fabio came in his rookie year on the Patronus. He was fighting Marquez. He was. So that's one thing that I really hope to see next year is like a true, genuine like fight for the front between Marquez, Pecco, and Fabio. That would and be I actually amazing. think that next year. I'm not like crazy fanboy about Maverick, but I think Maverick's going to be a, a world champion contender next year. Do you think year. he's going to be the better rider between Esparago and him? Yes. Next year, yes. That's just crazy. I mean, because Esparago is just looking like so much the, the stronger between the two. Well, and he's a great rider, but I think that Maverick is the future 
for Aprilia as far as their main rider. What do you and think changed? Oh, he's happy. He's happy. Happy rider's a fast rider. Yeah, he's not out there <laughs> trying to blow up his motorcycle like you do. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I think he's happy. He enjoys it. I think he fits the bike. I mean, give Maverick credit. He's like one of the only people to get podiums on multiple different manufacturers, like three. He's been on three different manufacturers, and he's going to win a race soon for Aprilia. And then he will be a very small number of riders that have won on three manufacturers. I mean, how many can you think of any off the top of your head? Valentino, I think. Has it, was he on three? He was on Honda, Yamaha, and Ducati. And he won on all three. I think he won on Ducati. He did not do well on Ducati. That was supposed to be like the dream team, you right? Know? Uh, but just did not, did not work. Yeah. Out. So I mean, you got to think. Say what you will about Maverick. He's good. <laughs> well, the crazy thing with Valentino, and this is a complete side note because, I mean, he's not riding anymore, but he was winning when it was still the two-stroke. Mm-hmm. So when he was on a Honda, it was a completely different Honda than what we know today. Right. So all that being said, uh, we are looking forward to watching the race uh, in Aragon this weekend. Uh, probably going to come over to your house and do that, or you can come over here one way or the other. We're watching the race. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to come back and talk, and we will – We'll talk about what we thought about Aragon next week, and we will tell you what we think about what's coming next. Uh, we'll tell you about how bad Ty did in fantasy um, <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of this. But listen, we would love to hear um, how, what you think about our fantasy teams, what you think about our picks. Um, maybe you have some advice for us, or you have questions and you're interested in hearing our advice, um, you can check us out on Instagram. It's just at wheel to wheel podcast. Uh, and it's wheel number two, the number two, not letters. So wheel <laughs> to wheel podcast. It's got a cool motorcycle in the logo. Yeah, it does. Um, so we don't have a whole lot on there, but if you shoot us a DM, we will uh, do our best to give you some advice or, you know, cry about you making fun of our teams. Uh, so, <laughs> Wherever you're listening, make sure to share the podcast with your friends uh, the, and get the word out about MotoGP because not enough people in America watch and participate and no enjoy. more left turns. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dale Earnhardt, but... Maybe that's what we should have named the podcast. No more left turns. <laughs> Try right one every once in a while. Yeah, so um, share it with the, the world because more people need to watch MotoGP. It's an exciting, exciting sport and it deserves to be watched so we'll catch you next time on wheel to wheel